The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And we don't have our theme music tonight, so I will do you all the favor of not singing it for you. And I will just say welcome in. Welcome in to all of you this evening for Visibilities on Friday, October 14th. We have a great call lined up, and I think we've got many people joining us. But our uh, I want to make one quick announcement to begin with. And that is for anyone who is in uh, interested in it, you should be able to uh, transcript for cl- uh, closed captioning if you dis- uh, want it for this evening's call. If you look under the... Uh, more menu in your Zoom app. It is there. I'm going to put it on and have it running because I've gotten a request or two for a transcript of the captioning for tonight's call because uh, there are some people who uh, have dual sensory disabilities who want to, um, I'm doing it at the same time as I'm talking, uh, request, I think I got it now, I hope I did, um, so we sh- you should be able <laughs> to go into the menu, menu and request live transcript, and then I think we're going to be able to copy that and make it available, and if it all works out, it will be available on the Visibilities website, which, if anyone needs it, doesn't know it already, is visibilities.net, and it will be under the audio uh, archives, I think it's called. Audio, uh. Anyway, getting past the technology stuff, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Visibilities. Our two special guests tonight will be Swatha Nanda Kamara, and which I know I just mangled her last name, and I apologize, Swatha again, and Claire, uh, who is the <clears throat> excuse me advocacy and outreach specialist for ACB, and Claire Stanley, who is the public policy analyst for the National Disability Rights Network, and they have a lot to tell us this evening regarding the Website and Software Applications Accessibility Act that has been recently introduced into Congress. And I am going to ask everyone if you can either mute or make sure that your background noise is very, very non-existent. And we will open it up for questions after they do their presentation. So thank you again. Thank you to both Claire and Swatha for joining us this evening. And good evening to both of you. Good evening. Glad to be here, Terry. 
Good, good evening. I almost said good morning. Wow, it's Friday. Good evening, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Want to tell us about what's a little bit about the act itself, and then perhaps we can move into how it's gotten to where it has gotten so far. Claire, do you want to take this? The, what, sure. What it is? Sure. Um, so the web, I, I often call it the website bill because that's a lot less of a mouthful than the full title that Terry um, <laughs> rattled off. But the website accessibility bill um, is in the most basic form kind of what it, it sounds like. We all know as screen reader users or other assistive technology users that many websites and apps and things of those nature just aren't compatible, unfortunately. We've all been to one too many websites where when we're trying to use JAWS or other programs, they, they just don't work and so we can't access them. Um, and so our community, the blind community, as well as other disability groups have been um, making noise for a long time saying that they need to be um, compatible and accessible. Um, technically, under the Americans with Disabilities Act, this is already required, but um, most of us know that that just hasn't been strong enough for a whole host of reasons um, to really make the changes that need to be seen 32 years after the ADA was passed. Um, so the disability community, including ACB, has been pushing for many years now to try to find a way to make sure that this is enforced and so what we believe was the most um, effective at this time and ACB and other groups are participating in kind of what we call a multimodal approach which we can also talk about but we believe at this time the most impactful way is to um, bring about a law that will explicitly say websites and applications have to be accessible for people with disabilities um, and that includes a whole host of different um, functions to make sure that they're accessible. Um, but again, and it's- Where, can one. I interrupt you a second? Yep. What I want to do, we have too many people unmuted. I want to mute everybody and then let you unmute yourself, please. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh. Perfect. Sorry, Williams left there and right there that joins the meeting. Oh. Give me the thumbs up, Cindy, when you'd like us to start again. Is that maybe that's it's true. Ray? Ray, can Ray, you mute? It's Ray needs to commute. Ray I Campbell. However, I came unmuted. I don't know. Yeah, it's your speech that we're hearing. You, yes, you it keep is. coming up on it. So if you can fix that, that would be great, Ray. Thanks. I'll go through and get you again. Okay. I think maybe we're set now. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just holler if we need there to stop it then. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the website itself is, um, I hear echo again. Hopefully that's not me. I don't think it is. Um, just holler if I need to change anything. 
Um, so the, the, the bill itself is explicitly saying that um, those who produce websites or applications have to make them accessible. And it has a, a kind of a functional definition of what accessibility means in order to make it fit criteria that will make sure that websites and access, uh, applications, excuse me, are accessible for persons who use assistive tech. Um, the language is pretty broad to include both or I should say all forms of assistive text. So of course for our community, we often think of things like JAWS and NVDA, but it's inclusive for the whole disability community. So no matter what type of accommodations are needed, um, but the long and short of it is we all know what it's like to have websites that are incompatible with our software. And then we can't traverse the website or the app in this bill is explicitly saying, um, that it, they need to be compatible. I want to say the bill says the ADA already says it, get it together and actually do it, but it says it far more eloquent than that. Um, Swatha, is, am I forgetting anything? No, I don't think so. Um, I just want to add that the bill does require agencies to make rules and regulations or set standards that um, Across accessibility and websites, so it also uh, it clarifies what the ADA does, and it also um, requires that more be done. So that's a great point. Thanks, Latha. The agencies that'll be triggered under this law because of um, the what it covers will bring in the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, for uh, anything that's work related, and the Department of Justice for the the rest of the components of what would be covered. Um, so Swatha, did we want to talk a little bit about kind of the journey of how we got here? <laughs> um, I think so. Um, Claire, you might know more than more about this than I do, but um, feel free to jump in when you can or when you want to. Um, okay. So yeah, so this bill has been in the works for a while now. Um, about a year, right, Claire? Even more than that, um, so, NFB had been working on it prior, and ACB has been involved in it. I'd say more like a year and a half plus. So it's a, uh, uh, it's it's been in the works for a while. <laughs> yeah, and um, so it's us, ACB, NFB, um, Claire's um, organization, National National Disabilities Network, and um, AFB. So very much, very much for blind. Um, so we've all been working on this for um, about a year. We've been, it's gone through several iterations, several drafts, um, and we've been working closely with Duckworth's office, um, Senator Duckworth from, from Illinois, and um, Representative John Sarbanes from Maryland. And we've worked with them on getting the bill introduced and getting feedback and um, making sure the bill is ready and proper for introduction. So. Yeah, that's exactly right, Swatha. And I think it's been really cool to watch the process um, roll out. I guess I'll use that term. Um, our organization, like our, our coalition, I should say that Swatha just named, are the four, four main groups. But we've actually expanded. Um, there's about 21 or so groups now who kind of quote unquote vow to support the bill. Um, but we also wrote a letter this past year um, that talked more about the regulatory process that should go through DOJ to promulgate regulations under the ADA. All that to say under that letter that didn't speak to this law itself, but spoke to the need for this this 
this bill that had over 180 signatories. So even though that wasn't the bill, that was something slightly different. I'm bringing that up because it showed that over 180 organizations out there are basically rooting for this kind of work to be done. Um, so it's been a really collaborative process with all kinds of disability orgs, both blindness related as well as the greater disability community, which is really exciting wow. um, to see. And um, so the the text of the bill has gone through, like Slotha said, so many iterations because NFB really took the lead in writing it first. Um, I think with like some of their legal counsel and things like that, but it has gone right. through the ringer many a time, um, including from several of those organizations, for instance, in order to get kind of the blessing we needed from the greater disability community, um, because let's be real, that's, that's how it works. You know, you have to have the blessing of everybody. Uh, DREDIF, the Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund, they, one of their attorneys, uh, Claudia Center, really was phenomenal and stepped in and helped um, change some of the language to get their blessing. Um, we also got it from NICL, the National Council on Independent Living, which is very powerful. Um, so those are two of the big groups where, you know, if you get there, if you get their blessing, it helps, you know, to play play ball in DC. So that was really helpful. And then we also were able to get input directly from the two federal agencies we just talked um, about, because it's important to get kind of the two cents. So both the EEOC and DOJ both went in with a red pen and literally put a million comments. And so we had many fun, I'm sure Swatha is nodding her head, fun sessions where we went through the red pen and, and said we agree or disagree with their comments and really went through multiple iterations. Um, so it doesn't necessarily look like it looked when we first started. And that's okay. That's, you know, how you write a bill, right? They say it's like making sausage. Um, but it's been through a lot of different iterations. Um, we don't even expect it to look the way it looks right now. And the end, um, we just really wanted to get it out there, because we've worked so hard. Um, but yeah, we know it, we know it's going to change and evolve, but we're really excited about where it stands right now. Uh, can I ask you, yeah, I'm wondering, it's been my understanding, and I'm wondering if I'm correct on this, that the bill that's been introduced in both houses is virtually the same? It is exactly, it's yeah. literally verbatim. So uh, Swatha, please interrupt me if you want to add anything else. But the bill was really led, like Swatha had said, out of um, Senator Abdelmer's office out of Illinois. Um, we all know her as a phenomenal disability leader, um, as a disabled woman herself. So she was the one who really ran with it. Um, so we were excited about that, but of course we wanted bicameral introduction because that's going to be far more, um, helpful. Um, and I don't know the exact genesis of it, but NFB being located in Baltimore had some connections with Sarbanes because he represents that region up in the Baltimore area. Um, so they were able to make that connection. So long story short, Duckworth's office did the large majority of writing, but Sarbanes' office kindly said, sure, we'll introduce it. And so we were not about to say, write your own bill. We gladly said, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's introduce it in both houses. So. And, we, and, and we do and, and, want both houses, both in a house and introduce at the same time. We want that because it makes passage easier for the bill. So. And, and that was my understanding is then it doesn't have to go to a conference committee is, or it's less likely to have to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, um, also, the, sorry. Yeah. 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Also, um, Claire mentioned a multimodal approach. Um, and she mentioned the letter that we wrote to um, DOJ on this issue. So we all are working on regulations as well, um, getting, getting, getting that through as well. So doing both legislation, the bill, and we're um, working with the DOJ for regulations on this issue. So we all are working at it from all, from all sides and all angles. So. Yeah, thanks, Swatha. The letter um, that went out, much I'm pausing because I don't remember the date. It's all a blur, but there were a letter went March. out to the associate. Was it March? I think so, yeah. Okay, March. you have a better memory than me. The letter went out to uh, the associate attorney general, Kristen Clark. I always want to say Clark, but then I want to be like, not our Clark, DOJ's Clark. Um, <laughs> it went out to Clark back in March, and um, it basically called for the need for DOJ to sit up and get busy and write the regulations because most of us know they had promised to do those regulations back during the Obama administration. That never happened. And so um, the Biden administration has promised that that it's it's on their to-do list and they really want to do it. But I think all of us are kind of like, we'll believe it when we see it because it's been promised before. Um, so as part of that multimodal process, we're going to continue to wave our arms in the air and say pass this law because we know it's just too important. But we're also going to say, hey, if you guys want to promulgate regulations in the meantime through the regulatory process, by all means, be our guest. And so that's what that letter was to kind of show that we're um, tackling the problem from all angles. Exactly. We all know how important how part the issue how important the issue is. So we want to approach it out in all sides and have it be get there get there somehow. So yeah, it's a lot through um regulations. So um, the other office I wanted to bring up because um, if you read the bill closely, you'll see that on the Senate side there were two co-sponsors. So as we said, Duckworth's office out of Illinois was kind of the the one who gets the kudos, in my opinion, for being the one to introduce it. But uh, Casey, Bob Casey out of Pennsylvania also co-sponsored the um, initial bill. So you'll see his name on there as well. Um, many of us know um, Senator Casey is the friend to the disability community. He's introduced many bills over the years that um, impact people with disabilities. Um, so we're excited to have him because his staff members really know um, how to work in this field and how to get things done. Um, so we've been working closely with his staff as well. And so if you see Casey on the bill, that's why he's also agreed to co-sponsor the bill. Um, and if we have any Pennsylvanians on the line, you know, thank you, thank you, Senator. And um, that moves, that's there as well. Um, we obviously acknowledge that it is October of 2021, meaning the 117th, did I say 21 22 <laughs> um, we obviously recognize that the session is quickly coming to an end we're about to end the 117th congress and the 118th congress will start soon um so unless somebody has a magic wand and can make congress get something done in the next month we realistically know it's not gonna nothing's gonna happen in this session but we were still very eager to get it introduced because we wanted to make a statement that this is needed and this is so important. And so we were really excited to see it get pushed through. Um, but we know then that we're going to have to very quickly get it reintroduced in the 118th Congress. Um, and unless anybody has, you know, a crystal ball, we don't know what the 118th Congress is going to look like. Um, but we are eager to work with Duckworth and Casey's office and Sarbanes office to quickly get it reintroduced in the 118th so we can get it moving through the process that and it needs to go through. 
And to that end, um, we we want speedy reintroduction, but we want um we want both build support and build um support from support from the health and senate to reintroduce the bill. We want the bill to be reintroduced quickly, but we want it to have um it to have a lot more support a more support because that way it can get just free quicker and we can um show that it's it's, it's a real issue that we need to get it fixed so exactly yeah um one other thing i wanted to mention um we are doing a program where we're going to start to collect anecdotal stories of the experiences those of us who are blind or anybody with a disability has had when it comes to a website or an application being inaccessible and so we are going to have a set up email account um, or email address where you can send in your stories. Um, we're just finishing the very, you know, dotting the I's on the, the document we're going to send out, but it should come out soon. And I'm sure Swatha and Clark will disseminate it through all the many ACB listservs. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, what we're saying is, hey, if you've had an experience, which I'm sure everybody in this virtual room is nodding their head that you have, if you haven't you're not going online enough. <laughs> um, so we're going to ask people to just give us anecdotal stories and say, you know, hey, for let's, for an example, for my university, I was taking a class and the app set or the app wasn't accessible, or I wanted to buy something online and the website wasn't accessible. We're going to collect those stories so that when we're knocking on doors in Congress to get co-sponsors or we're trying to make noise, um, on the hill about why this is so important, we can have this vast list of anecdotal stories to say, you know, we're not just making this up, like look at all these stories that we have. Very important to show the issue well. And we're gonna start, oh, go ahead, Terry. What I was gonna ask you is now, this is, this, bill is stating that they need to set a set of standards for accessibility. Mm -hmm. um, are we talking about setting up a new set of standards or are we talking the ones that uh, have been in existence and just not really followed? Right. The, so the reason that I asked the question is that the standards for accessibility at this point in time, for instance, my bailiwick is that they have very poor standards in there for um, people with low vision, mm -hmm. visual access. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm wondering if there's going to be an opportunity to do some improvement of some of that, that side of it. Absolutely. So this bill does not rely on a set standard, but we are asking that the um, accessibility we define accessibility as um, being having access or being understood and or like yeah, I don't have a definition memorized, but um, it's basically asking that the standards could incorporate or um, ensure effective communication and access for all of disabilities. So we're not relying on one standard. We're relying on the fact that, that this um, standard will change over time. So, Thank you. Yeah, Swatha has it exactly right. And the process will go through the federal government to 
do the song and dance as I often call, call it to develop the standards that as we know with all standards through the federal government can evolve um, so the, you know the first round will be promulgated and come up with standards but there's always then the ability for them to change which you are so right Terry like they the current standards are not effective and they always change and websites change and apps change. So that's really important. Um, I think you might be, I could be wrong, but I think you might be referring Terry to like a WCAG standards and things like that. And that's always the question, like, should we just implement those? Um, but the way this bill is written, it doesn't just say, okay, adopt this one standard and we're good. It's no, like Swatha said, it's more of a um, evolving process that the government will go through. And the bill also does, does require the standards to be updated and to keep up with new technology. So you so like in three years, if you get a new phone, smartphone or new um, VR headset, like that's going to be covered by the by this law. So we're not like having it one and done. So it's going to be evergreen. So yeah, that's a really good point, Swatha. That was something um, that we had a lot of discussions about and I foresee us having many more discussions about was the exact wording to be really cognizant of the fact that technology changes. Um, we even had conversations about the fact that there's probably a piece of technology that'll come out next year that we don't even know, like we can't even fathom. And so will it even then quote unquote fit the definition of what we're talking about? So we were really trying to be as creative as we could to be inclusive of future technology. Because right now, for instance, we say website and apps. Well, maybe tomorrow we're going to have crystal balls. You know, I, I'm obviously being silly, but technology changes so quickly that we really thought in the language, like, how can we be inclusive of future technology? And of course, there are things we're never going to know. And so that's when a new bill will come down the pike in 10 years. Um, but we did really try to think in a bigger frame to realize that technology is just always changing. Um, Cause like Swatha said, things change and then the regs don't work anymore. So. It's a very good point. So let me ask you this question. Um, I know you've touched on it here. What can and should people be doing to help move this organize this uh, bill through via whatever organization they're involved with or as in especially as individuals yeah so right now we are encouraging all our members and friends and supporters of this bill to contact their senator or representative 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 um in both parties and on like everywhere in the u.s um, to co-sponsor the bill so that we've been built, you can build the support and we can um, get it introduced speedier in next Congress. Um, so right now we're, we have a um, action, action alert out on the list. And yes. um, yeah, so we have that. And um, so we're asking our members and friends to email or call our congressperson and Get to get them to fund the bill and show tell them how far the issue is to them. So exactly, um, it I I feel like sometimes we feel corny saying it, but it's so true that as constituents, it's our job to call our Congress members and tell them to please co-sponsor, support, pass whatever it might be 
um, a specific bill. Um, spot that you obviously know more than me as the ACB employee in the action alert. Does it give like the hotline number um, for Congress that people can call? Do people have resources for that or? Yeah, so perfect. we give them the, um, we, the, the, action, action, the action alert has um, the websites for both, for both House and Senate and um, ways to find your, your senator representative and also give the if the number to come with come switch for so um that number is 202-224-3121 and um that number you call and it will connect you to your um congressperson so whoever you remember remember it is or her center is it'll um get you to their office and then you can talk to them talk to, talk to their um staff on the phone Exactly. Thanks for saying that phone number. That's such an important one to know. It's that easy, everybody. If you've never done it, you call that. Uh, you can obviously go to house.gov or congress.gov or senate.gov and do it via email if you want. But if you just like to pick up the phone, you call that switchboard. You say, I'm from California in Los Angeles or wherever you're from. They'll send you over to the right people. You can literally say, please tell my representative to co-sponsor insert bill number here. And I'm sure the action alert has the bill numbers. So it's so simple. So please do it. Yep. Bill numbers are in the house, HR 90021 and in the Senate, S4998. So perfect. That is, that is great. Um, I'm just, yes, I am unmuted. <laughs> Uh, no, that is really good. Now, just for clarification, this is what we want people to do now. And we need them to do it ASAP, shall we say. Uh, assuming the uh, magical mystery tour doesn't take place <laughs> over the Capitol uh, in the next 117 days. <laughs> The bill will, we're anticipating that the bill will be reintroduced next, uh, in, in the next Congress. And then that will uh, create new House and Senate bill numbers, as I remember my government 101 classes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so at that time, uh, Swatha, I'm assuming you'll be sending out another action alert with yep. the numbers at that time and everybody can make the same call one more time with the new numbers when that does happen but that is a little bit further down the road right now the important thing is to get ourselves heard uh with these house and senate numbers that swatha just gave you and that information from this call will be on the visibilities.net website. It's on the ACB website. It's probably on every other website that we know of in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. And I would, go ahead. Um, I was even going to say everything Terry just said is absolutely correct. And Swatha said is correct. Even I would even encourage people if you're extra enthusiastic and gung ho about this issue, which I think most of us are. Um, starting in January, once the 118th Congress starts, before the bill is introduced, which I'm hoping is a very short window, we are so eager to get it reintroduced. Even before it's reintroduced, feel free to reach out to your Congress members and say, hey, 
We know this bill was introduced in the last section that didn't make it through. We want it reintroduced, reintroduce it. Um, so you can even take that interim step before it's reintroduced and say, okay. you know, if please. I, if I may, <laughs> my name is Debbie from Chicago. I'm sorry to interrupt, but if you could uh, repeat the bill numbers again and also tell me where to send, if I want to send in the story of a, of a harrowing website experience, if you could let me know that. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So what the, are the, the bill numbers again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in the okay. House, it is HR9021. In the Senate, HR9021 mm-hmm. yes. in the House. And the Senate is... The Senate F- is 4998. Four nine nine eight. Yes, four nine nine eight. And the number to call is two zero two 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 four three one two one. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Okay. And as and as far as submitting um, stories via email about your unfortunate incidents and situations, um, we're just finally just finishing up the the final dotting the T's as I call it um, because we have to get that all covered by our our counsel at my my job who's putting it out so all that to say I don't have an email address at this very moment but that should come out probably literally within the next couple of weeks so Swatha I'm assuming it'll go out through all the different ACB listings yep it will I'm sure it will. (laughs) All right. So, ladies, are you ready to take a few questions? We've got some hands raised. And because we've got so many people on the call this evening, I'm going to ask people not to jump in, but to raise your hand if you do have a question or a comment. And if you do uh, have a question or a comment, try to make it as brief as possible would be very helpful because there are a lot of people on this call tonight. So if uh, you folks are ready, I can ask uh, Ray Campbell to unmute. And I have done that. Good evening, everybody. Claire, good to hear your voice again. It's good to hear well. yours, Ray. Thank you. Um, real quick, um, my question is uh, for the folks in Maryland, uh, talking about reintroduction of the bill, which is probably going to happen. Um, is Sarbanes running again next year? And if he is, is he in a pretty safe district so that we can, can count on him there. for uh, uh, help with some sponsorship? Ooh, I'm not sure about district. Are you any ideas? That's a really great question. Um, that is definitely an I- issue with a lot of bills that are currently where they stand at the end of the 117th Congress. Um, I don't believe he's in a spot where he is at risk of losing his spot. Um, Mm -hmm. Our colleagues at NFB, they follow his district really closely because it's their district. And so I would have thought they probably would have, you know, mentioned that if it was in a a tight spot. So to my knowledge, no, but we can definitely double check just to let you guys know. But I don't think it's a a dangerous place right now. Knock and on I will and I will just say that um, we are pretty confident that Tammy Duckworth is going to get back in uh, <laughs> next year. So um, um, we're definitely uh, hoping for that, and um, we need that ally and uh, all that. And I'll let somebody else have a chance. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Ray. And I will also I'll also jump in as a Maryland resident. Um, Representative Sabanes father was our senator for one of our senators for Hmm. many many years 
and he has a very good reputation throughout the state. So I would be very surprised to see him uh, not continue on in this position. Okay, Ramsey, you have your hand raised. You can unmute. There you are. I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. Thanks for I, I, I was. What is the technical name of this bill? Um, I know it's website accessibility, but what is the full name of this bill? Yeah, so it is the websites and software applications accessibility act. So, yeah. Websites and software applications. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and it's four nine nine one. Four nine nine eight. S four nine nine eight. Yeah. Terry, is it possible to get the action alert linked to the notes with this? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if I can actually put them with the show notes for the podcast, but I can at least make reference. I will okay. post the action alert on the Visibilities website Perfect. tomorrow morning. Okay, so everybody can get all those things. Perfect. Thanks, Terry. Yep. Right. No problem at all. Um, thanks for, for calling in. Ramsey, our next one just says iPhone, and you have your hand raised. I'm going to ask you to unmute, and maybe that'll make you realize that it's you that I'm talking to. There you are. Hello. Hello. Um, good afternoon. I don't know what my name says, but this is Dora Lee Martinez. I am one of the Explorer. And thank you, uh, Miss Claire and Swatha and Terry. I appreciate all your time. My question is, um, I am from Nevada, Reno, and um, our senators are, you know, up for re-election. So just to um, read, just to clarify, Claire and Swatha, so we right now, we can go to our um, our representative and start to see if they can re-sponsor the bill if they do get in because they are being um, they have people raising against them. Is that we can do that too? On top of the sending the alert and sending the letter because I've done that. Yeah, if I understand your question correctly, they they can still co-sponsor the bill this day in the okay. 117th Congress. Um, even if heaven forbid they're voted out, but we will think good enough. Okay. Um, so they can still co-sponsor the bill up until the end of 2022. Um, and some people like to do that because it makes a political statement. They want to okay. show their support. So I definitely encourage you, don't, don't be dissuaded because we're so close to the end. Okay, um, uh, just one more question because I know we're sharing times. Um, is it possible, um, Swatha, because I'm, I'm a part of the NCB, is it possible that... Um, Am I allowed as a NCB uh, member to partner up with some of the uh, grassroots organization that have some people with disability? They're not visually impaired, but they're um, uh, using wheelchairs and walkers. Are we allowed to partner up with them? Because they do want to help us with this bill with their 
group of people here in Nevada, are we allowed to share, um, to, to have them to join our, our coalition and have them um, send out the um, alert to their membership? Are we allowed to do that? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say we're not. Um, this bill okay, is is all is all encompassing, so you can't. So it does apply to them as well. So they can. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that. Okay, fact, so they can say. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say one of our strategies, the email address that we're using to have people submit their stories. We're using the email address of the organization I work for, um, the National Disability Rights Network, because it's cross disability, and we intentionally did that because we want people of all disabilities to feel comfortable submitting their stories. Because yes, all of us who are blind or low vision know it's a huge problem, but like Sasha said, this bill is for all disabilities because there are definitely still problems. So yes please build coalitions with the greater disability community. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. Absolutely. I think that's great. If you can get more cross-disability involved, so much the better. Yep. Um, Jane, if you want to unmute. There you are. Hello, everybody. My name is Jane Perry. I'm from Falmouth, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. Uh, quick, 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 couple quick questions. Where is this bill after it's been in, in, uh, introduced, is it, is it has it been moving? Second question is, has this also been included with the ADA Title IV communication? And my last question is, does this all bill also include people that use CART, C-A-R-T, for transcription and use of um, any any websites? I don't know if they do or not, but I know. I attend a lot of seminars at the Cape Organization of Rights to Disabled. Not only do they use closed captioning, but they use CART. So those are my questions. Thank you very yeah. much, Terry. So to address your last question on CART, um, yes, this bill does include like all types of disabilities, all types of assistive technology. So CART, screen readers, um, yeah, um, keyboard, keyboard navigation, all that is, uh, is covered in the, under, under this bill. Um, Claire, do you want to take the title title four? Yeah. Um, do you mind expand? I wasn't quite sure what you meant by your second question. Do you mind um expanding mm -hmm. on that? Oh, Jane remuted. Jane, you want to unmute again? That better. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to talk fast so somebody else can get a chance. <clears throat> title four on the ADA is communication. Was that? included in your thoughts as to why people had problems with this and has this bill moved since you've introduced it thank you i think it's for the first question i forgot that one yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't believe it has moved it's just so new but um yeah it's it's it's, it's still there it's still um in committee so yeah, it was introduced about two and a half weeks ago. So it was an assigned a committee, but that's that's all it's done because two weeks in Congress time is nothing. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, it hasn't made any movement. Um, as far as its application to communications in Title IV, um, I don't know if this is directly answering your question, but one thing that the authors of the bill really tried to do was try to step away from the titles of the ADA and make it its own bill. And that was pushback we kept getting when we were going through edits. People would say, well, why don't you just say this is Title II? Or why don't you just say this is Title III? And so 
the way that this group drafted the bill was just trying to say, yes, although it looks a lot like the ADA in a lot of capacities, this is not the ADA. And the point of that was really trying to say that it's its own animal because we want it to work a little bit differently. Um, if you're familiar with, you know, ADA history and legis uh, litigation and things like that, which it sounds like you probably are, there's been a lot of different interpretations and things like that so long story short the the way that this bill was drafted is trying not to necessarily look exactly like the ADA so it has a lot of those same kinds of sentiments and I think um, if I'm understanding your question correct yes that kind of thing is definitely considered but my point being it's it's not supposed to parallel the ADA perfectly it's its own animal Okay. Th thank um, you for that explanation. I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that, which I you probably did know that um about about that because a lot of people don't know about those next those last two titles. They only mm -hmm. think of oh, title yeah. one. Of oh course. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. The, mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, and Sharon Strakowski. There you go. Hi. Um, what I'm curious about is once, um, uh, what's the word, um, standards have been established and uh, an entity is found to be in violation uh, a particular app or whatever, as a consumer, will we have the ability to report that? And how, how would it go to the DOJ or EEOC? I'm just curious about that part of the process. Thank mm -hmm. you. That is a great question. Um, the first thing that pops into my head is probably uh, the big question a lot of people always want to ask is, will there be a private right of action? Which, um, for those of you who don't know that legal term, it basically means, do you have the right to just sue outright? And the way it's written right now, that is definitely something we have included and we want. However, we know that's a big make or break point for a lot of offices, especially Republican offices. So as it's written right now, that is something that's out there. Will it stay? We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know. Um, but it, I, at least our idealism um, is that that would be very easy. That if it was obvious that a website was inaccessible, you could, you know, quote unquote, sue the company outright if you want. Hopefully you'd never have to sue. Hopefully you could resolve it beforehand. Um, but that's the most you know, blunt, <laughs> straightforward term. Um, yes, there's also language, though, that you could go directly to uh, the Department of Justice and file a complaint as well. And Swatha, I am blanking. Did we say going straight to EEOC for employment-related issues, or is it all DOJ? Do you remember? I honestly don't remember that part. Oh, okay, we can look that <laughs> so, up. Yeah. But yes, you, you can go to the federal, uh, the federal agency to file a complaint. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think in the action thing, I know it mentions EEOC yes. um, in, the, in the action yeah. alert that's what they put out, but I don't remember the exact wording either. Yeah. Um, okay, let me ask you a question, and that is, uh, well, it's Swatha in particular. I am assuming, and we know what assuming can do, <laughs> but I am assuming that this is going to be one of the imperatives in the ACB legislative, well, what we used to call the legislative seminar, I guess it's DC training. Uh, now, the DC leadership meeting, uh, when ACB meets in the, uh, during the winter there, I think it's in late February this year. 
It's in March. In, Mar in March. Is it gonna be March? Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'd be surprised if I'd be surprised if it was not a legend, a legend, a imperative next year. So I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be one. So. I would imagine so. Yeah. It certainly seems that way. All right. We have. Does anyone else have any other questions? Um, I see. We have one that's a repeat, and I just wanted to make sure that everybody else now we seem to be caught up on hands. With uh, Ramsey does have another question. So if you want to unmute again, Ramsey. Sorry. The, the, the lady that's talking from the disability life was. I, I forgot your name. I, I, I was wondering if I, I could give you contact info so I, so I can help put you guys in the process. Anybody could take that? Uh, Ramsey, so you were asking if uh, you can reach out to help support move this this advocacy along. Yeah, because because I I really appreciate what you do, and I forgot your name. What what was your name? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. My name is Claire, and the other presenter is Swatha. Yeah. Um, Swatha, I don't want to speak for you guys at ACB, but I'm assuming it would be a good place for Ramsey to start would be to email you guys at the advocacy at acb.org and perhaps you can link up that way. Yep, absolutely. Advocacy, advocacy at acb.org is a great place to start. So, mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. Um, reach out to advocacy at acb.org and just uh, in the email say you'd like to get connected with me and Clark and Swatha can uh, can connect you. Advocacy at acb.org is just the, the most direct way to reach any of us. So just feel free to reach out and say, hey, you know, Claire presented. Can I reach out to her as well? So that's probably the easiest and most direct way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm that well thank you that would be yeah. great thank you very much i do need to move on though so i but i thank you very much ramsey for participating and look forward to your assistance and ray campbell yeah, I was just going to make a brief comment and mention that um, um, folks, as you're, you know, in the fall here, as we approach the midterms, there will be candidates running for Congress looking for your votes. Um, mm -hmm. I think if you get a chance to talk with them at town halls or whatever, uh, ask them about this issue. Our issues don't come up a whole lot. You know, we hear all the other things that are coming up in the news, but our issues don't come up. And I think 
it'd be a good uh, opportunity to ask uh, candidates, hey, what do you think of this issue? And will you support uh, making, uh, uh, you know, requiring that websites be and, and applications be accessible and vote accordingly? So just wanted to share that thought. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Ray. Um, yeah, we bring it bring it up as much as you can with your with your representative and with your candidates and the ballot. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think our last call is open now. Hi, Terry. Thank you. This is Dorley again. Um, Swatha, I I have a quick uh, request for you. If I do mm -hmm. email you on the um, the website, the email address that you gave, would you be able to send me a ACB logo? Because I just talked to the nonprofit, the other grassroots, and they want to get the logo so they can put it on their alert. So they, so people will know that we are part, they are partnering up with us to push this forward. And also, um, I just want to share that um, I know it's White Cane Day tomorrow, but I have we have scheduled the NCB have scheduled a meeting with uh, Jackie Rosen and Catherine Cortez, uh, their senators, um, for next week. And I'm going to be bringing a lot of people and some media. So hopefully, I will get some um, attention to this. So thank you so much. I'll yeah. good night. <laughs> Absolutely, um, I can see what your logo next week. And great work, great advocacy work. Keep it up. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Indeed. All right. And uh, I think that takes care of our hands for tonight. Um, either one of you want to give us any final pep talks? <laughs> um, uh, I, I would just continue to say, please use every... Um, venue you have to continue to to push the bill so whether that be reaching out to your representatives and senators to encourage them to co-sponsor or push forward the bill um definitely i i think terry and swatha's assumption that it's going to be one of the imperatives is probably very correct so come the legislative seminar and hill day this year um i i am excited to see what we can do on the hill to really push it this march um so yeah, please, please just um, be as active as you can um, through your communities to push forward the bill. And then, yeah, we'll have the announcement out very soon on how you can submit um, your own personal stories about um, inaccessible websites, um, which unfortunately I think we all have. So we should be able to get quite a few examples to share in our advocacy purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Claire summarized it well. Summarized it well. Keep, keep. Just keep advocating. That's the phrase I like to use. So. Well, again, I want to thank you both for joining us this evening. I want to thank everyone who has been uh, coming to the call tonight. We've had a great turnout, and I'm sure we've got twice as many people listening in on ACB Media One, and just. It, it, you know, as both Swatha and Claire have said, it is important that we all take five minutes and make that phone call to Congress um, and let our feelings be known on this because it's, it's something that we've all worked on and have all lived with uh, for so many years. 
Uh, you know, we, some of us go back to DOS days and the original graphical user interface issues and it, it's just so much that, you know, we, we've been working on this for so long and this is such a promising bill. It's, uh, you know, it, it's got so much potential that I think, you know, the fact that it's that it's enforceable um, and you know, that's been one of the issues in the past uh, that this is one of, I, to me, that's one of the biggest improve, uh, one of the most important um, facets of this uh, bill. And I thank you both. I want to thank Nikki for streaming us tonight on ACB Media One and um, Cindy for hosting with me. Unfortunately, I don't think we got the transcript done. But we're, we're going to continue working on it. it will, we will be able to do it uh, before long. I know we will. Uh, we're going to practice it this weekend. And something else I wanted to tell you. Oh, next week is the ACB Board of Directors meeting. And I will be out of town for that. And so we will not be doing a live visibilities next week. But we will be doing a replay of one of our uh, really cool shows from the past. And so you can listen to that on Media One. And I will be back on the, what is it, the 28th, I think. 20, where are we? 21 and 7, 28th. We will be back at that point with a new visibilities. And join me then. And thank you all. Always remember that our visual the impaired ability, our visibilities can always outdo our disabilities. And thank you and good night. <laughs>